We Like Dota is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yield Raven, Samson Magnuson, Nathan Johnson, RX Cowbell, Monster, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Icebug, Titus Andromedon, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Zeke, Strawcap, That Charlie, Yanni, Darkstorm Dota, Pistol Pete, and Matthew Evans. If you'd like to join our list of patrons, head on over to the to the links on our website at welikedota.com to, and find your way to Patreon. <laughs> we Like Dota episode 386 starts now. <laughs> I entirely blame you for that. It's okay. What do you mean? What did I have to do with it? Because <laughs> you made me laugh for so long, and then I was thinking about you. I made you laugh, you. so you cannot <laughs> speak words anymore. Yeah, I, I like lose sensation, like from like my elbow down, and then like I now I, I need now I have the sensation. I need to pee, and uh, like I'm short of breath. I think you smoke too much, Sam. <laughs> Laughing for like 30 seconds, like just ruins your brain. It was not 30 seconds, dude. I was sitting here laughing for like two minutes. Uh, sure. <laughs> that's still, that's still concerning. You're like young as well. That's no, I've always had a problem with like... Almost dying from this. Over laughing. Like, if you like tickled me when I was younger, I would, I would just like writhe in pain. Because right, I, right. I don't have control of my body. So anyway, that was the major. Uh, that was kind of our intro. So is this our? Oh, this is, was the actual intro. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick disclaimer to all our wonderful listeners: I am very, very sick. You may be hearing this in my voice. Um, I was like decently sick, like a week ago, and I was almost like healthy again. But then I went to the Stockholm major, and that definitely ruined my body again. So I had a. Uh, a relapse in my health so to say so i apologize if i sound pretty badly but uh i i live to provide content for wonderful listeners so even though i'm sick i will record this short episode recapping the major um he yeah it was no great purpose. uh i don't yeah i don't have any other purpose than providing content um i think we'll just go through it by like group stage the first three playoff days and then the the three playoff states that were in the arena live, uh, but for I mean I've been to a couple lands right, um, as opposed to some of the people I went with. Uh, it was definitely my my best land experience yet. I will say, um, out of like six I think lands that are no not six I think I went to five lands. Um, out of five lands that I went to, uh, this was definitely the best one. Uh, Stockholm is a beautiful city. I kind of regret that I only was there, you know, to attend the major except like going out at night uh i didn't really see much of the city so i feel like i want to go back and just you know be an actual tourist uh instead of just you know going from uncle bourbon's house you know shout out to him uh he let me stay as an apartment uh to avoid the horrendous stockholm uh hotel fees by the way stockholm's so fucking expensive dude i spent this is not an exaggeration i spent i think around 200 euros on alcohol in three days just because Stockholm is so expensive. 
Yeah. I think you're intending to surprise me, but like I've I've heard way worse. So yeah, yeah. My for me, it's a lot of money. Uh, That's I fair. was like, I was you know a bit loose with my credit card because I did you know I this was a work trip technically. I did get paid and stuff, so mm. I was a bit more loose with it. But yeah, something also that I found very shocking. I, this would never be possible in Germany. I survived three. Uh, days in Stockholm, like spending a decent amount of money, I never had a single like physical Swedish krona in my possession. They have like card payments everywhere. You don't even need cash. It was so great. I wish Germany was that advanced. Yeah, yeah. I I used to be like surprised, uh, or like when I went to Europe, like I, they were so far ahead of us in terms of like chip payments, and it took like five years for that to catch on in the U.S. Yeah, and, Germany is pretty bad with that, honestly. And now it's like tap payments, and like, you know what I mean? Like, it's nowhere in the U.S. is really that accommodating. I feel like of tap payments, probably like less than a, way less than a majority. Oh, you mean like the we call that contactless? Yeah. I mean, when when you can pay with card, uh, then you usually have that in Germany. Yeah, that, that's not. Uh, but you can't pay with card anywhere. There's a lot of places who like just take cash, which is so dumb. Interesting. I think like that's not the case in the U.S. outside of well, there's some, there's some, I don't know, I I like cash only sometimes. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get into the into the group stage while I mute myself because I need to cough? Yeah. Let's let's just run through um the group stage because honestly I feel like that was kind of the boring part of. I mean, it was kind of cool getting to see a lot of like international uh like competition between some of these teams, but th- there was like. Uh, of the divisions or of the regions that came, it was really like Europe versus the Americas, and like where does SEA pan out? Um, and to the first question, Europe probably came out on top as three of four teams from Western Europe made it into like the top two of each of the groups. Um, yeah, and then Team Liquid was the one team that kind of fell short from that region. Um, and then, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Group stage in two sentences by me would be EG XD. Yeah. They were looking like absolute garbage. garbage, dude. My God, they yeah. look bad. Whew. Man, Jim was like crying himself to sleep every night during the group stage. This yeah. was a terrible showing. You can't sugarcoat it. Um, and then EU looking very, very good. You know, EU, EU took the top spots in every group. Um Team Liquid was the only one who like didn't perform that well. But my boys, Gaming Gladiators, winning Group B. And Tundra looked like the best team in the tournament. Uh, in the groups, and then up until the upper bracket finals, Tundra were definitely my favorite to win it. Yeah, I have to say, like looking at these two groups, I mean, one of them is kind of a slugfest between... like I feel like EG did get kind of shafted in that they were in a pretty relatively difficult group and then group b literally you can't even get kicked out of because mind games was dq'd before yeah the tournament so there's no risk you just fall to the lower bracket and then all of these teams were like like i mean tsm obviously did okay and did great in the tournament i don't want to spoil things i guess i don't know everybody everybody's probably knows what happened yeah spoilers Um, for the i i I don't know i don't want to get ahead of myself i guess is a better way of saying it i i did this when we talked about ti too but like team spirit didn't really show up at all 
honestly, yeah. this tournament. I mean, they looked like okay in the groups. They made upper bracket narrowly, but yeah. then they kind of just stopped stopped doing stuff. Yeah, they faltered. Um, Fnatic fizzled out pretty quickly when they met OG. Um, yeah. So that was that was uh, the first couple days of playoffs. Um, were there any matches that stood out to you there before the you groups? actually got to the the tournament? Oh, you mean no. the the playoffs yeah um, the actual playoffs so the playoffs were six day then a break day so three days break day three days in the arena um i think the the tsm gaming gladiators uh one that was pretty pretty sad to see for gaming gladiators because in game one they they were like owning and then they had a really really bad fuck up in one of the team fights and then they mm kind of crumbled after that and you could definitely see that in game two that they were like you know tilted to a certain extent um in a series where like in the first game they had very strong momentum and win probability uh, but yeah i think that gave tsm a lot of momentum and kind of took the momentum out of gaming gladiators even though they they stomped the beast coast on the on the following day um but i think the first three days this is where tanra looked like the favorites to win this you know two running mm. team spirit the reigning tier champions um and like team spirit they were like a bit hot on that day i would say like they definitely gave tundra a run for their money uh, but then you know they stomped thunder awaken who looked very good as well uh so that's that was the time where i was like saying oh tundra is is gonna win it all definitely but you know that obviously didn't end up happening that that was honestly i think the um I forget. I, I actually liked uh, the Bet Boom Thunder Awaken series. It was like a really close uh, series between yeah. the, those two teams. And Thunder Awaken, I think, they, like showed up um, in this tournament. Like they made, they qualified to what top eight or top six on their own um, by going to upper bracket semifinals. And then, I mean, they dropped out to OG, but OG went on to win. So. Yeah. You know, you can't really take that away from them, even though they were kind of like uh, not very close in in that series. I think, I, I think it's like that's the way you want to go out, right? If you're a team that showed up and did exceeded expectations, to go out to the to the winning team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think uh, we're gonna get into the you know the first arena day now, I guess. Um, so, one of the first matches in the arena. So it was Gaming Gladiators... No, wait, what was the first one, actually? Beast Coast Bat Boom was the first day, mm -hmm. uh, first match on the first day. And then it was OG Fnatic. And that was probably one of the best games in the series, uh, in the whole tournament. The game three of OG Fnatic. Um, Fnatic had a huge lead, and they, they just choked very, very hard. Uh, they had, like, a 13k lead, and then they threw it all away. And that's, like, some post-game analysis, you know saying that Fnatic should have definitely won that. Um, but, like, I'll say the lower bracket series from OG Fnatic, this is definitely what, like, got the OG train rolling, um, you know, in terms of momentum, because OG had very strong momentum uh, when they defeated Thunder, Waken, Gladiators, and Tundra, and eventually went on to, to win the tournament. Because after, you know, winning a game like this, where you're getting stomped, and then you extend it to, like, almost 70 minutes... Uh, and you end up winning a game that makes you feel like you're invincible and that's obviously especially for a young team like this um very very nice um 
in terms of your mental game. Something I also wanted to mention is I felt like having Sap here was actually an advantage, even though, you know, it's not the, the practiced squad. Uh, I, I felt like he acted kind of like an anchor, you know, with his experience, obviously, you know, the two, two-time two TI winner aura. Um, mm. I may be wrong here, but I think it definitely gave them an advantage. I'm not sure if they would have won this tournament with Misha. I feel like it's like a level-headedness and a, like, approach to the game that you wouldn't necessarily be always always be able yeah. to reliably find. Like in If they had, like, you know, if they had more land experience, like, if this was, like, their third or fourth major, I feel like subbing seven definitely would have been a disadvantage, but at their first very major for almost all their players, um, it's definitely an advantage, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I feel like they... um. The, they seemed very lively and like they were having fun throughout the tournament, even in hard games or like mm-hmm. in losses. And I think that has a lot to do with the good coach and stand-in, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, keeping the mentality up. This is, there's so many times you see teams go to their first major and bomb out or have a rough game, and you can t- see that it like collapses their mental game. And I don't think that happened to OG in this this series i mean because they went through the lower bracket right and two owed every team but fanatic um yeah and you could sell they took they took it seriously um they executed well and they didn't get lost in in some of these like games although honestly i i do want to i guess ask um maybe we can answer this at the end but um every basically every one of og's victories outside of that 60 minute game was like 35 minutes or less. Also, their their series against Boom was kind of long in the beginning yeah. of the play- playoffs. But they didn't really have long games, which I think is something that was pretty characteristic of this tournament and this patch in general, is that um, it's been a really like tightened, shortened meta um, where it feels like the the leading team like either runs across the finish line or like drops the flag and the other team like runs it back down. What you know, sometimes slowly, sometimes it does take that like twenty minutes to extend the game out to win. But I feel like it's like a super momentum based game, uh, almost harkening back to TI four. I would agree with that. I'm not sure who, but one of the analysts I talked to at one of the evenings, he kind of said something similar that just feels like TI four. So I think you're yeah. very correct in that. I don't remember TI four, so I can't. <laughs> speak on this personally. Uh, no, I, 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 didn't, I, a, didn't, I wasn't playing. If a guy either. who's getting paid for his analysis is saying that, then I think you're probably very right. Yeah, I mean that—that's something that I think is like important to yeah. assess and kind of understand. It, if not even from our perspective, from like Ice Frog's perspective, is like what this does to the game and whether it's something we like or not. Um, whether it's like. I'm interested in in how long this like death y early fight like BKB heavy meta um, sticks. Yeah. Around. Oh man. Like how the they BKB how they break meta, that. Away. It was so boring. Like one through three mandatory, and then in some games you see like the position four like hard rushing BKB first item. Yeah, and all, all the the heroes were heroes that just accentuated yeah. the use of BKB. Um, so onto the onto the the, the in person stuff the, the juicy yeah, fourth, the juicy bits. Fourth day of the the playoffs is where A two K. Actually no, I I hit the ground in Stockholm uh, during the the break day, um, mm-hmm. pretty late. Sto- uh, Bourbon, 
they t he took me to like a student bar late in the evening. It was very fun. Um, also, like we went out partying every night, um, which is why I almost always I missed the I missed the like first two games or first game of every day because I was like sleeping in. Uh, of course. And I was very thankful that like all the you know work related stuff that was all all like it almost always started at like three or something. Um, so I'm yeah, very fortunate with that that I didn't get to miss out on any like interviews uh, or stuff like that. Um, yeah, I the, uh, something I wanted to mention about the the student pub. There's a there's a Swedish song that apparently they sing when like the the pubs or bars closes. It's called Study Juice and. On Thursday evening, like at the end, we all got into a circle and they gave me a phone so I could sing it with them. I found, I felt like very, very connected with the Swedish spirit, you know, sitting like standing drunk in a circle and sitting, uh, singing that Swedish, you know, closing time type song. It was very cool. Um, uh, that that makes it me feel bad that you, you know, the American <laughs> version <laughs> of that. Yeah, bourbon knew it. I didn't know it before of that, oh, but okay. Study Juice definitely the better version. I felt Probably. like a true sweet. Like I feel like this should be part of like the Swedish citizenship test. Um Yep, all right. Uh, on to the 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 fourth day of playoffs uh, where I got into the arena. Um the venue it was a bit run down, I have to say. Like it was, you know, passable obviously in Sweden, you know, everything's good and clean. Like it wasn't like dirty or anything, but it was definitely like I don't know, like fifteen or twenty years old or something like that. It was a hockey arena. Um, the press room, um, and I was very shocked when I got into the press room the the first day because usually they have like nice catering and stuff uh, for press, so you don't have to buy arena food. And I got there into the press room. They had nothing. They had like an empty fridge, and that was it. Uh, throughout the day, they started like sorting that out. They got. Uh, a nice selection of water and other beverages and then they got some snacks but nothing really to eat so i actually had to eat the arena food um had to, which was, had to eat like a like an actual attendee yeah know, like that's peasant. very cringe like a peasant dude they had at least they had like food trucks outside so you don't have to eat the disgusting arena food when they didn't have them established on like the first half of the first day me and giga beef we ate like a it was like a corn dog type thing, and it was so fucking disgusting. My oh, God, it was delicious bad. corn dog. After that, mm. we went like to eat outside of the venue, or nah, it was really bad outside of the venue or at the food trucks that they had just outside. Um, did, you, did you get some shawarma and pizza or something? I don't know, whatever they eat in Sweden. Uh, they had kebab pizza in yeah. one of the venue shops. I didn't eat that though. I ate one margarita. I ate like burgers, and then we went outside for the last day. Um, yeah, so the press room, you know, it was, it, it ended up being pretty decent, but no actual catering. That was that was cringe, as I said. Um, and they didn't. I had to smuggle in my water bottle. Uh, they would have taken it off me. That was those rat bad. bastards. Yeah, rat bastards. Um, so uh, you know, I I did some interviews on Friday with TSM. I interviewed Dubo and Timado. Very great oh, to talk to. Did I love some photos with them. Yeah, I didn't even have like anything specific planned with Dudu, but I wanted to talk to him, so I, I scheduled an interview with him. How did um, that go? Pretty nice, well-spoken dude. Um, he said he was very confident against Tundra, which I didn't believe, uh, but he ended up being right. TSM definitely did well uh, versus Tundra on the on the on fifth the day of final. playoffs. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I won't run through the, all the games because we just did that on the on that day. But in the evening, so there was like a. It wasn't like exclusive, but you had to be like on the list. It was pretty easy to get on that list, but you had to be on the list to get in there. Like the OG Monkey Business Show, you know that podcast that mm. they do every yeah. evening. They did one of those at like a Red Bull venue, which was like a huge land cafe. It was a really great venue. Um, very expensive though. I had to pay like. 13 euros or something for a drink for a gin tonic that was very that was yeah that was insane swedish drink prices um so the first day it was very very funny like they they didn't watch the mouse at all it was pretty unhinged um and apparently there was like tens of thousands of people watching live which i didn't realize sitting there um they like took questions they had marv you know the yeah, the youtube guy tramic for instance mm -hmm. They had him, him on. They had Manon. Good, like she does social media for OG. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Bryn, who's like he organized that the uh, community organizer. Then the CEO of OG, Kyle, the CEO and Kyle were like the ones who were on every day. And then on the first night they had Bulldog and Jenkins as special guests, along with Bryn, Manon, Ma. Um, it was pretty unhinged. Like they said Cox a couple times. They definitely like cursed a lot and stuff like that. So. Apparently, like, because it was streamed live to so many people, um, they got in really, really big trouble from Red Bull for that night because they were, like, suing the brand. And if you watch the, the vault of that now, it's, like, pretty heavily. Like, they edited out of the two-hour show, they edited, like, 45 minutes out or something uh, <laughs> of the, like, cursing and stuff. Um, but they got into super, super big trouble from Red Bull from that. Um, so on the next two days, it was, like, very boring and tame because they didn't, like, try anything exciting. Uh, so you went to the wild night? Trouble. Yeah, I went to the wild night, and the next two two days I didn't go there. Um, it was okay. It was cool though. You know, it was nice. You know, attending live. Um, we got home pretty late at like three or four, so I skipped the first two games uh, on the playoffs day five, which I, I guess we'll transition to now. Yeah, so that was what game in Gladiators OG. Uh, no, that was. Oh no, that was yeah. But so first was. OG Thunder Awaken mm. and this is where I think so OG Fnatic they definitely had strong momentum Thunder Awaken OG when they 2 0 them I was like okay they're, they're definitely gonna make a strong run because their momentum was looking pretty strong on that day um, and then Gaming Gladiators OG I, it was very sad for me because I was definitely like OG was like one of the last teams I would have rooted for on the in the tournament, to be honest, I mm -hmm. I was rooting for Tundra, TSM, even gaming gladiators first and foremost. Um, but gladiators got absolutely demolished by OG. It was really not fun to look at. Um, yeah, both both gaming gladiators and Tundra, I would yeah. say, got yeah, rolled. Yeah, exactly. Like it wasn't Tundra, even close. Tundra was on the day after, but like back to back, tanking out Thunder and gaming gladiators, like. This was when I was like, okay, they're probably going to win this uh, after they took out Gaming Gladiators, as much as it pained me in that moment because, you know, Gaming Gladiators were definitely who I was rooting for. Um, on the plus side, I got to interview Celery. Um, if they didn't lose on that day, I probably wouldn't have gotten to interview Celery because he would have been, you know, busy preparing. Um, the biggest upset, I would say, was TSM Tundra um, because Tundra at that time was still my favorite to win and... It was like a very, it spoke for TSM very, very much that they got to, you know, beat Tundra so, so relatively convincingly. Um, 
I think yeah. I think that's that's maybe the the big story from this. Even though like it's it's easy to obviously get wrapped up in another OG major victory and this new squad. Like I'm extremely impressed with TSM to to come out as basically the underdogs in their region and then go on to be top two. Yeah, for sure. I mean, going into the major, I definitely rated TSM higher than EG, but I definitely would have thought that they made it this, like, would make it this far. No, I think think everybody expected NA to be a bit of a non-contender in this major, and both NA and SA kind of came and did pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I think this major, like, obviously no China, right? I think this major, EU at Lance hasn't been that good the past few, you know, months slash years. Uh, this, mm. I feel like this major kind of established EU supremacy again, because in the top four, it's three EU teams, but obviously yeah. China's not there. Um, but most people going into this were saying that PSG LGD was really, really good, but China wasn't that deep in terms of, like, other good teams. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's something like EU uh, maybe uh, like, again, we're not going to place China, I guess, because we haven't seen them. But I would say something like EU... NA and then like EUSA are fighting and I think SEA is at the bottom I I think that they kind of fell flat on their face I expected Boom Esports especially to do a lot more yeah but they got they did get OG so mm-hmm. what can you do um, I have to say I found it very funny like people saying that NA should get three slots uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. I, yeah. I, I, I hope that they that this <laughs> encourages sponsors to pick up a third team and then NA can earn another slot. Yeah. Right? Like but that's like, that's the hope. If your winner of the you know, winner of the region is getting, you know, eliminated as literally the only team in the tournament in the group stages, and then you know one of the teams does very, very well. Uh, it's not the time to like say oh NA is deep enough to round a third slot like I'm sorry but you know Quincy crew they wouldn't have done well in this major they would have you know they probably would have like maybe been eliminated in the group stage instead of EG or something uh, yeah definitely not warranted in my opinion no I, I think it's worth considering like because what the current distribution would give SEA two slots as well like it'd be two for SEA two for Eastern Europe, two for the US, or two two for NA, I mean, two for SA. Mm-hmm. And then, like, China and EU both get four. Yeah. I mean, some people are saying, like, give even more slots, like, out and don't deduct them from any other region, but uh, yeah. there's a limit to, like, how many teams you should have at the major. I think, I think there have been, uh, I saw some talk of, like, a 20-team major idea going around. And I think that would Dubu be and cool. Timado, they both said that in the interviews. They both said that they would think 20 teams uh, would be ideal. I do agree with that. Um, yeah, I think you would I think see... 20 teams would be ideal, but not, not more than 20 teams. 20 teams should be the hard limit. And if you want, you know, uh, more teams from a region, because the, the strength changes in a way, then you should have to deduct them from another region as as, as I guess. Yeah, I agree. I would. I think it would be cool to expand TI out a little bit more and like uh, flatten out the distribution of the prize pool, um, yeah. just to make it more teams have more stake in the like economy, basically of Dota. Um, and also, I think that we would just get more interesting results at the end of the day. Like they're, you know, within the like somewhat insular, like you know, Europe focused uh, meta. 
maybe there is like a breaking point that one of the other regions has found and exposed and so like a, a, a regional team can actually come and like uh you know 2-0 say like an OG you know if they find out something about Seb. Seb's Wind Ranger. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like you know what I mean like that's cuz that that that's what ended up happening I feel like in this major is like towards the end everybody was just like copying OG's drafts yeah, and then they would they would of OG in the last few series. Yeah, and then they and then they would look like okay or like less than passable on it and then OG would take their strats and just like look better way better exactly so it was just like a really weird uh dynamic in like the late the last couple days of this major mm. i think um but yeah um oh evening this was i think the most fun evening for me at the major mm. the evening on the fourth no fifth day of playoffs so there was a Dota Valkyries meetup. Shout out to Dota Valkyries. I don't need that to introduce them, I think. It was at a Kappa bar, like a gaming bar in Stockholm. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a nice mix of, you know, fans and talent there. Um, but something which really shocked me, like, because he, like, changed his appearance a lot. 2GD, James showed up. Whoa. That was like... You know, um, I was talking... Oh, by the way, I, did I even say this who I like, went with? It was Uncle Bourbon, who let me stay mm-hmm. at this apartment. Uh, Darkstorm, Yanni, Benji, Beatup, and Giga Beef. Um, nice. I talked to Darkstorm and Benji for a bit on that night, and they said uh, that they felt a bit starstruck because it was the their first major for both. Uh, Yanni, I don't think, has like seen any Dota talent that much, but he's, you know... Uh, a very confident guy, so I think if he was starstruck, he didn't uh, mention it, mention it or let it show. Um, <laughs> and me, you know, I, I'm I don't have like I don't have like a lot of friends or something that are talent. Uh, but you know, as you know, work stuff, you know, I get to talk to them a decent amount of time. So you know, I I, I don't think it affects me that much. Uh, but two GD, like seeing him, I was actually starstruck. Uh, well, a legend, you know, the history there. Um, he has like very long hair and a beard now, so I almost didn't recognize him. Um, he lives in Stockholm now, apparently, which is why he showed up. So when we when we got uh, when the bar closed, which you know I, I don't know why, but some bars they close pretty early at like two or three in Stockholm. Um, <laughs> every every bar closes at two or three in Philly. Yeah, that's so weird. Like if you go like clubbing or in the bar in Berlin they don't even have like a closing time I don't know why why that is that way in other countries uh, <laughs> so 2GD he like like a benevolent angel I will say he guided us like the whole group of like fans and talent we were like 20-25 people I feel like he guided us to a whole nother bar um, and then he opened a tab for us like getting drinks on his what? <laughs> wow okay yeah, he opened a tab for us like we got drinks on his uh on his money it was insane like Big i baller. was very impressed yeah i mean i don't think he has that much money but you know he's a lad that was so cool i felt like he just opened a tab for us um there was uh so the bar that he went it was like uh a big place so they had like a bar then they had a lot of pool tables um and they had like a lot of like retro games you know like dance dance revolution and like ra- like racing games and stuff mm-hmm. at that bar which i found pretty cool so 
uh, a couple people paid pool. Like Yanni, he like mostly chilled at the pool table with I don't know Jenkins and Fogg and stuff like that. Um, it was a really nice atmosphere, honestly. Um, I don't think anybody made like we talked about this, but like being a Dota Dota talent, it's a very like weird form of celebrity, right? Because like if you just go out, nobody's gonna recognize you. But then in some very specific circles, like people go crazy over you. Yeah. But none of the like non-talent fans that were there, they like you know made the talent feel uncomfortable and were like gushing or stuff. They like just chilled with them. Um, was pretty cool so Fog he had back problems apparently which he told me about so that's why he tapped out in the finals cast after like the the second game or something um but yeah yani was playing pool with them i went to the like like arcade games uh, that mm -hmm. was the word i was looking for earlier so seek and strike he's like the casting partner of avo who yeah my boy avo he sadly wasn't there he was a bit tired and under the weather uh, on that evening um very sad um secret strike this guy's cracked at dance dance revolution you know where you like tap on the you're like on a platform and then you have to you know dance towards like the yeah, yeah i know i know instructions and stuff yeah he's actually cracked like insane apm on that guy with his feet that's awesome <laughs> so then me and kips uh we had to try at it we got absolutely embarrassed. We got so humbled. <laughs> we were like so cocky, you and we got ball? absolutely humbled. Yeah, we got so humbled, man. It was so sad. Damn. Um, but yeah, we played a couple other arca arcade games. Uh, at some point, I think they closed at like five or something, uh, and then we went home. Uh, yeah, that was that was nice. Um, so I obviously me and Bourbon. Bourbon, he lives in like North Stockholm, so. We had to go a bit farther to home than the other people. Uh, but Stockholm has very good public transit, um, which, you know, made things easier. Mm, yeah, that was the, the fifth evening. Definitely the most fun. Like, seeing Too Good, James Too Good Harding, show up and, like, opening, like, taking care of us, guiding us, and opening up a tab for us. That was definitely, like, my highlight for the evenings. I have a question, then. Is, is he an ass? Uh, he was pretty nice. Uh, at the okay. when I met him, I didn't talk to him that much, but uh, he was very nice. Valve zero, two yeah, GG. Honestly, one. I didn't like uh, notice this at the event uh, because obviously you know when you're at the event you don't watch the broadcast, so you miss a lot of the memes. Uh, but they like had him on camera for a bit. He like got interviewed at by Slacks or something. I noticed. No, uh, that I was pretty brave that. in my opinion. Yeah, I would have. I would have hit my face. <laughs> But, mm -hmm. yeah what about day six anything you want to mention from there uh day six it was thunder esports against og i was already like thinking that og would win this because they had incredible momentum especially like gaming ladders they looked very good they demolished beast coast as well right and then they got demolished mm -hmm. and turned by og um so i was like okay they're gonna smash thunder and they did smash thunder 127 minute game 135 minute game um yeah, and this is where the classic OG problem kind of started becoming very noticeable. Like, a lot of the heroes, especially on Omar, you know, it's like uh, win conditions. You know, him getting that hero, it's, uh, you know, they will probably win that game. You know, there's Amar Razor, Amar Mars, Amar uh, Timbersaw, and that makes drafting against them so hard. You know, then there's also Seb Ranger, which is almost an insta-lose, so... They're gonna like get one of these heroes where they, you know, they're gonna make you lose with it because they're that good. Um, mm -hmm. 
so this was very apparent in the Tundra series already. Um, yeah, um, they they smashed Tundra. Nothing more to say about that. Uh, Tundra kind of fell off. I felt like Tundra could have done a bit better. Uh, and then also, uh, so on the last day, I interviewed Celery, and I didn't realize this, but he mentioned it to me. They did like they I, not never, but it's been a long, long time since Gladiators lost to OG. Um, and then the one time they lose to them, it's you know online and very important. So yeah, he said that was he like. They didn't gladiators. They they didn't expect to make it that far. They're definitely very happy themselves. Like they took the loss very very well. Um, but losing against OG f le left like a bit of taste in their mouth because that was like a team that they regularly beat. Yeah, that's. I mean, everybody feels bad to lose against OG. I don't know. It's like a it's a rite of passage at this point. I feel like <laughs> it's true. Um, but then yeah, uh, finals. Uh, very one-sided i have to say the finals weren't that exciting like i think everybody kind of knew what was coming um yeah the third game um you know that's when you're in a, at a LAN in the arena when it's like the the potentially last game um you can you know all the like preparations get made you know they like clear the the area around the trophy you know shiva mm. and slags they come up they stand there all the photographers including like me you know i spent the last like 10 minutes uh kneeling sitting, waiting for the game down. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> sitting in front of the trophy so i could you know get some nice shots for work uh, which yeah. i did get by the way a lot of photos were accepted uh nice. it was pretty cool um yeah i got a i got a fat bonus for photos to pay for my my stockholm rings that was good um but yeah like slacks and shiva they come they came out like very very early just standing there because it was so clear that that's going to be the the last game um yeah yeah one-sided I have to say, to be honest, but what can you do? OG, they just had too much momentum at that point. Yeah, pretty decided. Um, what about after? So after that, I got drinks with the like PR team of ESL, like the two people that took care of that. That was pretty nice, you know. You have like a very professional relationship. We got like decently drunk. We talked. We like got very deep. You know, we talked about existential dread we talked about uh like long distance relationships the the struggle that tier two pro players have not in dota but uh, actually I, I shouldn't leak this uh the personal relationships of these people um yeah it was very nice you know talking to these people on a on a more personal level i had a lot of fun um so the rest of the people so there was you know the after party which Sometimes, if you have decent connections at these lands, even if you're not like you know in the inner circle, I would say you can get into the after party. Uh, I got into I think two after parties in my days at five lands, um, but this one like it was very clear very early that it wasn't happening because they had a very very strict list. Like even yeah. some of the like low level ESL stuff, they didn't get tickets. It was pretty much like players, talent, and their plus ones. Um, I figure COVID-wise, too, they're trying to keep it down. Uh, I don't... Th no, not no. not really. Like, uh, like we wear masks when interviewing players, but that was the only time I wore a mask during the whole event. Heard. Like, Sweden, they're, like, very, very... You know, they don't give a shit about COVID. They, they, they didn't give a shit in the first place, but now they don't give a shit, like, even more so. Um, so, yeah, it was American. very clear, like, even on the fifth day of the playoffs, that nobody, like, who's not, you know in the very, very inner circle is getting into the after party. So 
there was like a unofficial after party where like you know it was like a what can I say it was mostly ESL staff some talent and a couple fans um, but you definitely like had to you know know the place in time it wasn't like open to anybody because the bar wasn't that big uh, that was pretty okay. funny I went there at like 2 I went there pretty late because I had a lot of fun drinking with the ESL PR team um, also we drank on the ESL company dime which I think was pretty nice hey drinking on two people's me. dime exactly um, so actually I got around for them which ruined me financially also but whatever uh, <laughs> so yeah the unofficial Never after recovery. party was cool um, they had like karaoke which I didn't participate in but I you know I chilled with beat up giga beef the, the squad the gang uh, talked to some nice people limp was there for some reason the the ex-alliance player um but mm -hmm. he left pretty early uh no players there otherwise you know just like esl staff and some fans um so after the after party we went home at like four me and bourbon some of the other people they went to like another place but my my flight left at 10 um so i didn't want to like go crazy and also you know like i was almost recovered from my cold like going into the event but day by day it was getting worse because you know i'm out and about all day i'm not sleeping enough i'm not really taking care of my body um yeah so it's getting pretty bad at that point so i just called it some of the other people like beat up they went to like another bar on a boat and stuff like that but me and Berm, we just ended up calling it uh, benji left as well because his flight left at like seven <laughs> it was pretty crazy um so there were no we me and bourbon we narrowly missed our bus going to the so at stockholm which is pretty cringe in berlin during the weekends all the like rail they go 24 7 which is pretty nice in stockholm even on the weekends they like have night buses instead of the rail connections uh yeah during like very late nights so we missed our bus and we would have had to wait like 16 minutes uh, so we went to stockholm central and i slept for 90 minutes on a like cold stone bench like it's crazy how deep Stockholm Central is. Like, it was legitimately, like, 100 meters or something under the ground because it's such... It's like a labyrinth, that station. Everything's underground. Um, and since it's, like, been expanded for such a long time, it's very weird. So, I don't know, sleeping on a cold stone bench, probably not good for my health as well for 90 minutes. Um, yeah, probably not. Then me and Bourbon, we took the, the first train, which we, like, narrowly got uh, back to his house. I slept for two hours... Um, so my flay so he the Stockholm airport it's in the north kind of close to where Bourbon lives it's like a 30 minute train ride directly from the station where he lives um, I got up at 7 I left at 8 with a flight at 10 that's also you know I was like willingly cutting it close I will say but then there was like a huge line at security um, like a 45 minute line um and me being dumb as I was, I was like, I was in hubris already. So I got there at like 8.45, the airport. And mm. then I like spent 15 to 20 minutes getting breakfast because I was like, oh, I'm already here. Oh, you know? my God. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. So that was like a 45-minute security line. <laughs> I stood in there for like 30 minutes. And then so on, the, like, on the last 15 minutes of the of the line i started getting desperate um i should have done this <laughs> earlier but 
I started getting desperate, so I like asked people if I could count in front of them. Um, which leaving from Berlin, the same thing happened to me, and I obviously let the poor woman uh, in front of me. Um, but yeah, they everybody was very chill about it. They they let me cut in front of them, which was pretty nice. I feel like uh, I was very hesitant to ask that, but looking back at it now, like everybody, if they get a question like that, they're just gonna you know let you cut in front because it's like actually a serious situation, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, in the U, like at most airports I've seen, like there are people that will pull you out of your line, out of the line if you are on a flight and they already know you're missing and stuff like that. Really, man, that's so. I asked when I got into the so that was like you know the like snake thing they make you run through, right? But the line was like that was the snake thing that was like a twenty five minute wait and then another twenty five minute wait in front of the snake thing. So when I waited 20 minutes, I got into the snake thing. I asked the security lady, like, if she could help me. She was just like, oh, I don't know. She didn't give a fuck, man. Yeah. Um, I, I I once waited, like, over an hour in security. Like, in JFK in New York, it's, um... It, it wasn't even a line to get into security. It was, like, a line to get into the room that yeah. had security. I will, and it was just lining the whole building, basically, going all the way around. I was already checking for, like, alternative, like, panicking, being stressed. I was checking for alternative flights on the next day. But, you know, Yikes. a couple people let me cut in front, so I saved, like, 15 minutes. Um, I, like, choked through the security lane because I was panicking at that point, And then I, like, made the last call for boarding for my flight. Thankfully, they had a bit of a delay. Um... So yeah, uh, I guess I should have, you know, I should listen to my parents and be like to the airport six hours early like they are to avoid that. But yeah, literally like I made the flight by like five to ten minutes. That was pretty, pretty, <coughs> sorry, pretty, pretty scary. Making everybody wait, Arian. Huh? I said making everybody wait. No, I mean... It, Were you the last inter- person on? Yes, I was the last person on. Um shame unlike international flights they will maybe hold your plane for you even though i don't think they do it that much anymore but on a flight like this they don't hold the plane for you on like a you know two hour easy jet flight from stockholm to berlin they definitely don't yeah. hold the plane for you definitely not all right well it sounds like it was fun it makes me more excited to to get ready for this uh, Arlington major. Yeah, it was a great time, man. I, I'm i not going to go to Arlington because it's kind of far. I, this, like, I'm maybe thinking about going to TI even though it's in Singapore. Well, I, I'll have to see. Yeah, no way I'm making that one, but I'll, I'll definitely go to I mean, Arlington I have major, a, I think. I have a friend in Singapore, fortunately, who I could stay with. Oh. You know, that makes, like... So for Stockholm, like, it was pretty cheap for me because I was, you know, getting paid, obviously, for working the event. Uh the flight you know it's like a easy jet flight that was pretty cheap and i avoided the hotel cost because i stayed with bourbon so i did this on a pretty budget you know the paying 200 euros for drinks that kind of ruined me uh but overall i think i still make like a bit of a plus even on this major uh, that's nice yeah, it yeah is I'm, nice. I'm trying to trying to pitch uh to different outlets so that way hopefully i can go to at least balance out yeah, nice. or like somewhat, somewhat, you know. I mean, it's not cushion, that, it's cushion not, the blow. You're from Philly, right? Arlington is in Texas, right? It's not super far. Uh, I mean, how long is the flight? Like, what, three hours? Oh, well, I'm not talking about flying. I'm driving. Oh, you're driving? Yeah. From Philly to Arlington? Are you fucking serious? Yeah. All right, dude, whatever. 
nuts. <laughs> yeah. How long of a That's drive me. is that? Uh, like 26 hours or something. Why would you do that? Just fly, dude. It's literally cheaper. Uh, maybe, but I'm probably gonna see a friend along the way, and then I have other friends in like Louisiana. All right. Your life, I guess. Cool. Um. Mm. Oh, by the way, uh, I will put the. I was lucky enough to attend the post-game press conference that OG gave. Um. Which was pretty poorly attended, but whatever. Um. They didn't have like most journalists didn't attend the press conference, which I thought was pretty cringe. Um, but I will put cringe. that you know at the end of this episode, uh, so people can get some exclusive insight or whatever. Doesn't drive me back to competition, even though it was uh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, so there would be no like. Weird feelings around the next team meeting when, when Misha is back. His spot is not in, in competition. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and actually, I don't think we would have won if it wasn't for him also. Mainly also, in a way. And Truvash, so no, not at all. A million years from that. You felt the support from... More than support. Yeah. They played a big, big role in this win. Yeah. I, I, I think we could have gotten lost easily without them. Who's taking that one? What? Um, I'm not gonna take them. Oh, you to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, I think uh, it would be nice to just lay in bed, just think about what just happened. You know, I just process everything. But I'll probably go to the OG show just to hang out with the guys and hang out with Seb especially because, you know, we're not, probably not going to play with Seb after this one. Probably not. And I want to make the best of it. You can dance, by the way. No, no, it's Come not. On. It's impossible. You don't understand. I do, I barely had energy to to keep communicating in that game before. I got nothing left to offer for today, guys. I'm very sorry. <laughs> this is the last I can give you. It's answers to questions. Too tired. Uh, I'm gonna take it a bit easier now since you're basically already qualified to TI. Or I wanna keep going, giving 100. percent that question is to Alma. Alma, up to you. <laughs> I forgot the question. <laughs> he can repeat it, so it's not going to work. Is it easier now going into TI because you're basically already qualified, or are you going to keep with giving 100%? Of course, we'll keep 100%, even go for better. And uh, how was it to play on uh, on some kind of home soil? I don't know really how that became, but uh, it was the whole arena cheering for you. How much did it help? How you? Yeah. Please take it. Uh, yes, it was the first time for us, so we don't know the difference, but <laughs> it was it was amazing yeah. to hear. Yeah, almost everyone. Actually, in the, in the finals, it was a battle. Uh, there were plenty of TSM fans too. So. Yeah, so yeah, it, was, it was very nice to hear all the voices. I couldn't hear the TSM fans. 
<laughs> you do like this or what? I am retired. <laughs> I actually played this entire tournament while being retired. I did not unretire for the tournament. It's important. It's true. I promise. I promise it's true. Do you think they can possibly retire Windranger at the same time as they retire you from the... I mean, nobody else played it, so... I, I think it would be unbelievable if she gets nerfed. I, I think it's unfair. Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah. It's like actually personal hate from Ice Frog at that point, so <laughs> I, I take it personally. So you don't think Game Force is uh, maybe a bit, okay. <laughs> but hopefully that stays between us. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Any final questions? Uh, I saw some people tweeting that they consider you the GOAT now because you're coming out of retirement so effortlessly to win a major. Would you agree with that, or do you think that's stretching it? No, I, I mean, anyway, it's not for me to say, but no, I, I wouldn't. I mean, for sure, it's a nice achievement. I mean, I'm, I'm happy I'm getting the praises. I've gotten the flags, the flags in my career, too, so I, I like this better, for sure. <laughs> you know, getting the thumbs up, but uh, this is not a me thing, this tournament, either. I, I, I think I deserve my share of what I did, but, you know, the team, true Misha, like, yeah, I, I feel like I was more of a support then, yeah. Which, I mean, I wasn't also a support, literally, <laughs> but you get it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, your performance, your team's performance was outstanding, but apart of OG performance, did you like any other team on this tournament which you found unexpectedly strong, like a strong competitor, or the teams that surprised you? Who wants to take it, guys? I think TSM is a really great team. They first game they surprised us like we actually didn't see any, the Enigma coming, and they made us draft like very poorly. And we have this uh, super underhanded draft against the heroes, and we just couldn't play. It was no like almost no way of fighting back. And then I think we learned from that, and we strike back with three games. Can stand against the background with the trophy um, for a good. Let's do it. Go. Which which side? Your side or my side? Thank you. Or can we maybe put it on the table? Or? Uh, if you hold it, that might be better. Okay. Who wants to hold it? <laughs> I guess I can take it. You want to take it? Pull the chairs out, it looks a bit shit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Also, uh, squat, squash up as much as you can. We don't like each other too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look. Stand on this chair. Sorry, I'm kind of rearranging. <laughs> a little bit closer if you can. Sorry, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend you're like each other. Pretend we are half an hour. Okay. Right, look here. Three, two, one. Right, eyes on this one. Three, two, one.
give it to them. Right, three, two, one. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> cool. Awesome. You guys. I want to do more videos today. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. What is my AMA? We win here. AMA? Okay.